The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. We've got a real surprise for you today. Linda Stevens is going to sing her, her debut oh. <laughs> today. Is that right? Uh, Would I, you start off with uh, April showers bring May flowers? Oh, they do. They yeah. do. They do. Absolutely. <laughs> well, a song would prove it, though. I know, but you don't want me to sing because everybody is going to be reporting to the emergency room with upset stomachs if I do. We're, we're trying to give some, some business to them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. However, those showers Pull, pull the mic a little closer to you. Everybody, get, let this be your best friend for the rest of this hour. Let it be right up there in your face, uh, up close and personal. Of course, it makes us look cross-eyed, too. But nobody can see you. This is radio. Oh, okay, oh, oh, okay, okay, very good. Um, but you sound a lot better that way. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's good news. Well, let's continue. You brought some friends with you. I did. This is Sherry Mosier. Good morning. Hey, Sherry. Good morning. Hi. And Carol Reese. Hi, Carol. Good morning. Long time no see. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> well, uh, we're, today we're going to be... What? I'm... That's my telephone. How did that... That's spooky. Did you hear that? No. no. Uh-uh. Oh, I, could, I heard it on my ears. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, a rainy uh, morning is a good time for spooky. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it said, I can only call one person at a time. So she oh. was listening. Uh-huh. Eavesdropping. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, one thing to say about this rainy weather, when it stops, it's going to be a great time to oh, get out yeah. there and pull those little weeds that are going to be popping up. What? Weeds? The weeds. W-E-E-D-S. The ones that live all winter when everything else dies, the weeds are still alive. They made it through another year, and they're out in full force in your yard. Actually, except for the dandelions and the wild onions, they're new guys. Most of the the ones we see are annuals, and they germinate in the fall, and they die right after they have seeds in the springtime. So the idea is get out there, pull them out right now, or use a cultivator and scratch them up, don't let them go to seed, and you'll have that many fewer next year. Oh, well, I like that idea. By the way, if you just tuned in, our guests today are all three master gardeners. And they are going to also tell us about, and this sounds, I, I didn't even know there was a master gardener junior camp. Yes. Uh, and, and for what age, what age group is this? The third grade through the sixth grade rising. So next year, the kids will be in third through sixth grade. Okay. And um, this is our second camp. We had one back in 2019. Um, and then from thereafter, they were all canceled because of COVID. And so this is our first year again, starting this up again. So oh, neat. I guess they had one, you know. I don't know, 15 or more years ago, um, but I wasn't around then, so I consider this my second one. <laughs> now, tell us about uh, our young kids. Uh, this is really young, third through sixth grade. Mm-hmm. That uh, are they're interested in, in doing gardening? Is that right? Well, yeah, that's uh, the 
the theme of our camp this year is sprouting new gardeners. Ah. So our goal is to uh, get the kids involved in gardening and and help them to realize and learn about where their food comes from and and what kind of uh, good all of the flowers does for our pollinators, which are so important to this whole world, actually. Um, so hopefully they'll learn a lot from this camp and continue their, their love of gardening later on. June 14th through the 16th. Correct. And should you sign up now? I mean, is space limited? Uh, yes, space is limited. We're only having 20 kids this year. Oh, that is limited. Uh, yeah. Um, the first one, we had 12, and we felt like we could have handled more. We had competition that year in 2019 because our camp was at the same time as the 4-H fair, so I think there was a lot of kids that were involved with 4-H and couldn't do both. So this year, we avoided that time frame, and so hopefully we'll get you know the 20 turnout that we're looking for. Um, it's $50 per camper, which there's not many camps out there for this summer that are cheaper than that so it's it's good for the budget it's only from 8 a.m. to noon we wish we could do the whole day but we're starting out small so that we can grow and possibly get better at having it maybe for all day uh, so yeah you you go to the um, the UT extension uh, to sign up for the application mm -hmm. to their website yes and you can pay there or send your money in and pay there but um, we're hoping to start getting more people applying I think we have nine or ten right now and in, um, your max is 20 20 so you're halfway there yeah Wow, okay. I guess people plan their summers really far in advance, so... Well, you have to, yeah. or you're going to be left out. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hoping this uh, advertisement from your radio station here will help make people more aware of, of our camp. A lot of youngsters wanting to sign up. and Now, will they eventually become master gardeners, or do you have a... Is there an age limit for master gardeners? Well, Linda, I don't know. Is there... I don't think so. You yeah. just have to be an adult. yeah. Oh, yeah. you have to be an adult then. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Uh, that's certainly not the goal. Our goal is to just, you know, educate the children and, and help them to begin having an interest in gardening. Now, one of the things we're going to be talking about today, in addition to this junior gardener camp, is uh, the knowledge that you can gain from being a master gardener. Of course, you can't sign up right now. Uh, the sign-ups to take the classes to be a master gardener are not available until around December. So uh, actually the in middle of October, November. Oh, you well, that's when you get the the forms is that yes, right? Yeah. Yes. But you can't turn them in, can you or can you? Well, the forms won't be available until then. Ah, okay. And once they're available, you can fill them out and turn them in. We're going to as the time gets closer one of our Saturday classes at the library and a podcast is going to be devoted to telling people about Master Gardeners and trying to answer questions that they've got as to whether they want to do that or not. Now, your classes at the Lineball Library, they are going now, aren't they? Yes, they are. We, f we finished the first series that we had that was specially designed for people new to the area. People move here and go, 
you don't have soil here. All you've got is rocks and clay. How do you grow anything? So we addressed those questions, but now we've moved on into the regular classes that we um, have every, every, that we've had every year since we started this. Uh, last week was the first one, and that had to do with defining what it means to amend your soil. That's one of the, the jargon words I've always felt that master gardeners flip around. And what fairly. does that mean? Well, it, if you've had a soil test, and they strongly recommend that you do, they will tell you what your soil needs. So, while you're working some extra compost and whatever else you feel some people like to put extra lime in their soil that's the time to put in the things that the soil test recommended there's really no mystique about it but i was happy to hear it defined mm -hmm. so if you have a garden or would like to have a garden and this is a good time of the year i guess to start thinking about that before you get into the real season uh what would you need to be doing to prepare your yard or box or whatever type of garden you're going to do, what should you be doing right now? Amend your soil. Amend your uh, soil. Uh, add, okay. If you've got clay, add organic material. Uh, don't add sand. Um, and uh, organic material, compost, organic material, that will... Now, you do that just where you're putting the garden? I mean, if you're not trying... If it's in a rate... I'm trying... If it's in a raised bed... Mm -hmm. it, it could be prohibitively expensive to try to, to do everything amended, right. though it is possible to do it in a yard environment. Um, but Unless you have a really small yard. Yes, yes. It <laughs> yes. could be prohibitive. Um, but yes, amend your soil. Make it loose so those little roots can get going. They, they want to move. If you do have a really small yard and you want that yard to really look nice, uh, if you amended the entire yard, which would be really small, would it? Would you notice a difference? I mean, I, I, depends on what you're growing. I've lived here all my life, so it looks normal to me. Green grass is green grass. Uh, but some green grasses different? are greener than other green grasses. So I would see. have the other side of the street then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. would be trying to get into my yard. Yes. <laughs> my lawn looks so good right now. It's just so green. It's tall fescue, and so it's way more green than a lot of the other Bermuda yards. Now, what did you do? Do you have Well, I have a or? lawn service that comes, oh. but yeah, they, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. So I could say their name, but I don't know if that's allowed. Well, it works then. <laughs> yes. We have a friend down the street whose yard is immaculate. Of course, he works every day on it, mm -hmm. and he has a sprinkler system and a well. A sprinkler system is a must, I think, in this state. <laughs> it really helps me. I'm wondering if well water might be better to... Some, a lot of these wells are uh, sulfur. And I've heard, I don't know if it's true or not, I've heard good things about sulfur water for putting on plants. I've, I've never done a scientific study studying <laughs> a yard that uses sulfur water as a yeah. as opposed to a yard that does not use I'm sure not there's one sulfur. out there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the best thing would be that, what is it called, gray water? Yes. Gray. Well, that would have soap in it, yeah. No, well, the, the stuff the city puts out and puts on. That uh, would be wastewater. But it's specially prepared, isn't it? It, it is treated, but it hasn't got the chemicals uh, that makes it drinkable. Okay, but the grass likes it. 
Yes. Well, <laughs> see, in my situation, my uh, watering system, the irrigation system, also um, has sprinklers that uh, go that work in my raised beds. So the water that comes out of my irrigation system w- would declassify my garden as organic, if unless it was just regular you know real water you know that we use all the time so so what would we be best doing first working on the grass or working on the garden or should what's we do more important to you <laughs> well that's up to everybody i yes. guess my vegetables i can't wait to get them They're what's your seeds. favorite vegetable oh gosh i grow all my lettuces three different kinds of lettuce and spinach and kale and uh i, I have peas growing right now and radishes and leeks um, all those cold weather vegetables that they're in now, and they love this these cool temperatures so you're in the evening. Them I already, love, I mean, already. Well, they eating. haven't started. I haven't started eating them yet. Okay. But <laughs> they're so in the soon, ground. <laughs> how soon will you be able to do that? Well, some of the lettuces they start coming up very quickly, like just you know within a couple of weeks, you have a pretty good crop going from your seeds. But it's you know another two or three weeks before you can actually get them big enough where you can pick them and eat them. Okay. Um, and same with radishes or or onions. You can pick those in any stage. You could pick them when they're really young, like a green onion, or wait until they get big, like a big sweet onion. So it's just whenever it looks good, you pick it and eat it. Well, okay. the good news for people who have not yet put in their lettuces and their uh, peas and those cold weather crops, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do it in the next week or so. Um, you want to get them in soon because once the hot weather hits, that'll be the end of those uh, crops. But they take four to six weeks before they're ready. And, you, and you've got that much time now. Here's a, a text from a listener who said, I, I moved here recently from another state and I have thoroughly in the past enjoyed beets in my garden. Oh, I uh, tried will those. they do well in Murfreesboro? Yes, sir. They will. Yes. Okay. My husband doesn't like beets, so I don't make them or grow them. <laughs> but but you say they, they do well. Yes. When should we plant those? Uh, not quite yet, but soon. Let me, let me see. Soon, if- though. Okay. And do they do well? Because uh, this person says they are also uh, in a condominium <clears throat> and would be using a, a, an above-ground box. So would they, they would do- probably do even better. Even better? Yes. Well, whenever you, you whenever you plant person, in a right? container of any kind in a yeah. above above ground box, not a on the ground box, is uh, considered a zone higher. Really? So, yes, you so, have more air circulation. Now you said above ground as opposed to the box being yeah, on the ground. A, if you have a container garden and it's on the ground, that's not the same as an above. They're selling quite a few above ground boxes now, and they're magnificent. If you're older and you have any kind of mobility issues, you don't have to bend over. You can just reach into the box. Now, I may be misunderstanding this, but I'm picturing in my mind a box with dirt in it. It's different if that box is sitting on the ground. But yes, that sir. same box could be up yes. two or three feet, on legs, and it's yeah. a whole different thing. Yes. How does the dirt know that? How does the dirt know it's different? The it's dirt responds to the temperature of the air. Okay. So the more air circulation there is, the more transfer of heat there is. Actually, it's the plants that know the difference. So put it up. How, how high up should we put it? 
what's comfortable for you if you have back problems you wanted to have like right at maybe waist level okay so just having it up a little bit makes a big difference yeah, it's easier. See, on there your we body. learn something new. <laughs> and the more you can do, the the more you enjoy doing. The more you can do, the more likely you are to continue to do. So figure up what is your favorite chair or seat or something. Absolutely, don't, and if it's a wheelchair, that's fine too. But don't get something so low that a year or so down the road you're going to have a hard time getting up. Well, you could do that for now, but, you know, it's, there's oh, always an option ahead. in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then they make those nice little kneeling things that you can kneel on. You mean the things got, at church? No, that, no this, this has nothing to do. It, some of us feel that our gardens are like a place to worship also. <laughs> yes, mine is. But it has handles so that when you're done with what you're doing, you can use those handles to help yourself up. Okay. So be sure that that box is firmly attached so that you don't topple it over as you push that yourself up. That would be a good idea, yes. <laughs> the can... weight of the dirt will hold it down, too. Okay. Yeah. So should we put it on brick old blocks or something? I mean... Usually it's on wooden supports of wooden some type. Wooden supports, okay. But there's many different styles. I mean, they're out there. There's a lot of them. Now, I've heard... Uh, on this program, I think you have spoken about be sure that it has a hole yes. in the bottom uh, yes. of a bucket to for the water to come out. This mm-hmm. is true with these container gardeners. Absolutely. Okay. What is is there a an ideal size? Is there an ideal whatever depth, you're comfortable with, whatever you're willing to put the soil in, where how much soil you're willing to, you know, soil's not cheap. It's not getting any cheaper. Where do you, where do you even get it? I mean, because you're not getting a yard full of soil. You're getting a box. If you can find somebody to put it in by the yard for you, that's excellent. Um, if you buy it by the bag, that's excellent. If you're old enough, you can't handle a whole bag, and you have to do a half a bag at a time, that's excellent, too. Whatever way we get it done, we get it done. Now, so you're going to end up, I guess, really, because we're, we're sort of talking about uh, Tennessee soil, rock and clay. Whatever you put in there, it's going to be really good soil then. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be rock and clay. Depending upon the quality of the soil, bag soil, if you buy bag soil, depending on the quality of what you, you purchase, or you could put native soil and mix it up. But if, well, we're on a whole different topic here. If you use native soil, then you're introducing bugs and weed seeds mm. because that's, mm-hmm. that's just the nature of it. Here's a, another question from a listener, and I have heard this before, but uh, maybe you can fill us in on this this one said i've always heard that the darker the soil the better it is is that true i know that my soil that is darker seems to be a better type of soil you know it's not uh it's it's easy to work with and easy to plant things in but i don't know if that means it's any healthier or i, I or think that's the kind of thing that a soil test would give you yeah, yeah again get the soil the, test the darker material will tend to have more organic matter, which would make it richer. Now, th- here's a really dumb question, because uh, it's no from me. Thing. I can come <laughs> up with them. <laughs> should you make a soil test of that soil that you purchased? Not if you trust the manufacturer of the soil that put. Oh, you don't know him. <laughs> well, I don't there are there are regulations. <laughs> there are regulations, and it, and you have to label the bag. Mm. You, okay. you have to have uh, so fertilizer ingredients. Yeah. 
what you should put in uh, because that's the great thing about but i have bought bag soil that i was very displeased with it it just looked like chafe off of a it it didn't look like anything so yeah yeah i've heard of complaints recently about bags of soil that have have more wood products in them than they do dirt you know so I just don't buy that bag again. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> before there's, warned. There's yeah. no knowing before you buy it, though. No, no. No, that's true. Tell you what let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. We will be back. Going to check on the traffic, weather, and all that good stuff. If you have questions about lawns and gardens, and we're learning some new things today, these young ladies, master gardeners, they will bring us up to speed. Visiting with us today... Sherry Mosier, Carol Reese, and Linda Stevens. Stay with us. We'll be right back. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. Morning, still quite a bit of traffic volume out here on Vietnam Vets, uh, trying to get to 65. They got a little bit slow earlier there by Conference Drive uh, coming inbound on Vietnam Vets. Still trying to get around this wreck out here in Hermitage. Has it extra slow for folks coming in from Wilson County, 40 Westbound. They're around OHB. It's running very slow or slower than normal. Watch for some radar this morning on I-40 out through Kingston Springs. Princess Hot Chicken is catering. Check out that menu today, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. We'll see periods of showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies and temperatures holding steady. Then for tonight, good chance for showers and storms a low 45. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 55. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. The Wake Up Crow. Weekday morning, 6 to 7.50. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. If I could talk to the animals. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Whether you're a brand new hobbyist or have been into aquariums for a long time, we have all of the supplies to either get you started or keep you going. One of the best things about coming to Animal City is the knowledgeable and caring staff. We are here to help you with all your pet needs. When you stop in to see us at Animal City, make sure to explore all two stories of our wonderful pets and pet supplies. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by anytime today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. 
Demas's Restaurant. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back. Our number is 615 893 1450. We do accept tax or text. We accept taxes, yeah. <laughs> Just mail us your money. <laughs> we accept text messages. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask how you rated being the recipient of all those taxes we're all paying currently. Mm. Uh, we use them very frugally. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Our phone number is 615 893 1450. Plant swap. Here's This is coming up not too mm-hmm. far away. Uh, and that's always, especially for newcomers uh, for who don't have local plants. Or for, or for new beginners, people just starting to garden. This is something that Master Gardeners has done as long as I've been with them. And for every plant you bring in, you get to take another plant home. Now, this is any kind of plant, like flowers, bushes, trees? Yes, yes. except they don't accept invasive plants okay and so i can't bring i've got a bunch of kudzu doing well i uh, know just just keep it right in, your, in, in your yard and other things i'm not going to read the whole list but uh japanese privet is invasive that's the thing that's all over the battleground mimosa is tree of heaven english ivy and lots of others now, i don't see kudzu on this list you know, I don't know why it's not. Somebody likes it. Somebody must. I Somebody don't think p- a lot of people try to give it away. Oh. <laughs> so that's probably why. Is, is if any of you from Georgia, I know this, you probably, you, you're full of kudzu. Well, even driving to Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, had, hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. But you go up toward, go down toward Georgia, it covers houses. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to get rid of stuff you don't want people to see. That's <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Put it over the old cars. And yeah, cover up an old car. Old refrigerator and all that other stuff. What are let's let's say flowers? Each year, as you look at that, what are the flowers that people are swapping the most? Of? Is there a irises? Iris, irises, irises, state flower. Yeah. Irises are prolific, and once you plant them, once they get going, they just keep right on going. It's a fantastic plant. It's just a fantastic plant. We don't have any soil. We've got all rock and clay. Iris grows on the top. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they grow at our house. Yes. yes. So, And they must be hardy plants. Yes. <laughs> but there's a lot of perennials that you can bring. Like I'm going to be bringing some daisies that just spread like crazy and and when they're finished flowering, they're like a ground cover, so they're they're pretty um handy to have around in in your garden for borders. And um my cannas um they're they get huge. You know, they're about 4 or 5 feet tall, can be. And uh, they spread like crazy this last year, so I'm going to wow. be bringing a bunch of those. So those have beautiful flowers on them midsummer. Now, obviously, if a newcomer comes to town and they want to swap plants, they they want to get the plants that they can put in their yard and that will grow mm-hmm. well. Uh, but do you want their plants that they bring in from 
uh, say Alaska or something that wouldn't do well here. Who knows? Yeah. Everybody um, likes something different. That's part well, you of know, the, the appeal to the plant swap is that you get something different for your garden that you didn't already have. I have a friend who used to try and uh, to grow banana trees. <laughs> and he did get a banana once. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not sure it was a very good banana, but he did get a banana. Uh, D- does he How's he like those banana trees now? I don't think he fools with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they grow crazy, too, and you can't kill them. You can't cut them down if, you, if you're tired of them. <laughs> There's a house over on um, the road that you used to live on. Warrior Drive. Yeah, that had uh, a big banana tree, two of them, in the front yard. Okay. I mean, outside. And yeah. they looked tall i mean these were not dwarf banana trees and the stems can get really big yeah i don't keep up with them at all now are those not gonna are are they for this zone so are they winter hardy yeah absolutely i know people that have them around their pools and things like that and and uh, carol looks looks a little like i don't want to get into this conversation (laughs) actually i like of course just like you mentioned of a flower from alaska a banana would be a conversation piece something of interest Mm -hmm. the plants we really like to focus on are the natives and those would be things like um, the cone flowers the black-eyed susans uh the uh uh, blazing star the Mm -hmm. um what is that it sounds beautiful it's the purple spike with oh, the okay. little flowers all yeah. over. The butterflies love it. You see it in all the cedar glades around here. Which, okay. um, That's not the one called. It's blazing star. Lady or something no, like no, that. it's it's blazing, it's uh, gay feather, blazing star, or and now I can't remember the scientific name. Um, but it's it's purple. It's a it's a spike. It's it's magnificent. What what is, is the one Leatris? called? Yes, something ladies. Yeah. They're oh, skinny. The naked ladies. Yeah. Okay. Those are beautiful plants. Aren't they? Yes. They really. I'd never heard about them and until a few years ago. And such a surprise. You know, one day they're go- they just appear. You're like, whoa, where'd you come from? <laughs> now, is that a Tennessee plant or? I don't know. Is that neat? I, it's. I, I don't. I don't. I had never seen them before. We lived in Tennessee, and uh, I, I really. I've seen them in Virginia. Okay. I really know just suddenly about appeared. Them. Yeah. That'd be something we need to. Yeah, look, look we'll up. look that up before we get back here and okay. be able to. Very good. So uh, what about trees? What What's a, you know, for a person who just moved to town and they moved into a neighborhood uh, where the yards are barren, uh, you want to plant trees, you want to plant bushes, yes, flowers. Sir. Yes, sir. What's a good tree? Fringe tree. Who? Fringe, fringe. tree. Fringe. I've never heard of it. It's fringe. especially good for a small yard. Uh, it's for Chianenthus, Virginiana. Um, it's a small, doesn't get much more than 20 foot ever, um, so you're probably going to end up at the 12 foot mark. And in the spring, it has these feathery little white flowers all over it. So all your neighbors will be going, what's that tree? Wow. Yeah. Fringe tree. Fringe tree. And it is a native. It's a native. There, there's, a, there's a non-native and a native. There is a native. Chianenthus okay. virginiana. And don't forget dogwoods. Dog yeah, dogwoods. They're, they're all blooming right yeah, now. Yeah, and they're beautiful. And they're so they're beautiful. White and not or just pink. Not just the classic dogwoods. The cla- the dogwood, the Cornus floridia, is resistant to the anthracnose that we see a lot of the time. And so, what what about the dogwood borer? Not familiar with that. 
uh, I'm not familiar with a species that would be resistant to that. Okay. And I, of course, I, what is that other the uh, the tree that everybody talks negatively about? The Bradford pear. That's it. Yes. Sir. See, uh, I don't Bradford even have pear. to describe it. The, just negative. <laughs> Bradford pears don't live much past the 20-year mark. The the angle that the branches grow out of gets filled up with bark. So you get the tree, you get the tree in leaf, and then you get a wind, and the branches. <laughs> falls so off there are many of them gone yeah they're short-lived the just don't but the, the danger is that uh the seeds can survive in nature and so you see them all over the place and those seeds replace the native seeds that the birds are eating so that you want to avoid them and some people hate the smell of them oh now, yeah the smell well, is i've awful. heard that but i haven't our neighbors have it across the street and they've been there 20 something years and they won't be there much longer okay <laughs> i don't i've tried to smell them i don't i don't wander over in their yard and sniff on their trees Just don't hold me to that please okay. <laughs> but why don't i smell them across the street well do i have to get closer maybe it's the wind's blowing in the opposite direction okay. maybe <laughs> I'm hearing the smelling the landfill instead. Or yeah. <laughs> and on the tree note, let me add one more thing. You know that big freeze we had right before Christmas? Mm -hmm. A lot of our bushes still haven't come out. So if, if you see a tree or a bush that's not getting the leaves back, your camellias, your um, uh, loripedalum, scratch that bark and see if it's still alive. It may still have the potential to come out of it. If not, you know, you, you'll eventually be able to replace it if, if it's not. But don't be in too big of a hurry to jerk those shrubs out. Okay. On the same note, my uh, uh, mop head hydrangeas yes. really aren't doing anything. But I did notice yesterday there's a little green coming out at the roots. Yeah, that's I also what's happening had a fence wall of Akuba that really got hit. And what happened to that? The stems are green. The ends in the base are brown, but there's some green there's life starting there. at the yeah. bottom. Yeah. Here's an interesting comment from a listener. She said, uh, I believe the Bradford pear is being banned in some states. So have you, have you heard that? I haven't heard that. I haven't heard it, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it started out that the plant was sterile, but it reverted to its uh, rootstocks. And isn't sterile. Hmm. Okay. So these are some things you need to be thinking about. And again, when is the plant swap and where is it? The plant swap is at the Ag Center. It's in the same location as the farmer's market. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be on May 13th. Oh, that's not too far away. No, it's I mean, not. And today is what, the 6th of April? Yes. They want you to bring your plants in pots, well-rooted. Uh, we'd like to know what the name of the plant is. You don't necessarily need the scientific name, but call it a coneflower if that's what it is. What color is it? Uh, it? Does it spread? Does it need sun? Does it need shade? And if you bring irises, uh, you can have a bundle of three of them. And that'll equal one plant. If you're bringing seedlings, some of us start our own. A six-pack equals one swap, and one plant equals uh, one swap. Okay. So if you bring irises, and if you're new to the state, you may not have ever had irises, 
they come in a rainbow of colors. Absolutely. I mean, beautiful. And lovely, lovely scents, too. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. All around. But but I, we never know what color they are going to be, and they seem to change. Yeah, mine change. <laughs> yeah, one year they're one color, and the next year, yeah. hey, look at that. I had yeah. a beautiful white iris in my yard getting beat up by the wind yesterday, and I'm going, I never had a white iris there. I went and picked it because it was going to get beat up. I think downtown had more wind yesterday. It, it was be. very windy yesterday. We were downtown four-ish or so, and we're getting out of the car to go shopping. And the minute we opened the door, I felt like, hey. Uh, and we went, we closed the door yeah. and left. Yeah. Uh, the car started rocking. Oh, wow. I mean, I've never, I've never done that. I've never had that happen. Yeah. And we went, uh, I guess, a mile away, and it wasn't happening there. Okay, because I was working in the yard at that time, and it was definitely getting ready to storm. But I wanted to finish what I was doing. So. Yeah. Well, it's, weather is different this time of year. Uh, uh, this year it's different. <laughs> yeah. Anything else we should keep in mind weather-wise? I mean, you said you had a white yeah. iris yeah. and you hadn't had it. Bef- so the storm blew some seeds in, in from somewhere else, I guess. Unless I mean, that, that, muta- is this how we... it mutated, who knows? But as far as other things that are weather uh, related. April 15th to April 21st, somewhere in that vicinity, is the date of the last frost. Ah. Everybody out there who is waiting to plant their tomatoes, eggplants, and green peppers are waiting to hear the last frost date. However, the plants and the soil temperature have no clue as to when the last frost is going to be. So, if you want to go out and buy a whole lot of tomato plants and put them in the ground on April 15th. Be prepared to go back to the same store and buy them again because it will frost. Or very likely. More likely just than a given. not is frost. Did you bring a fan club with you today? <laughs> we've all done it. Yeah, we've and, all experienced it. And those of it. us who start our own seedlings, if those freeze, you can't go buy more. I, I'm completely convinced that the, the warmer crops that you put out, it's, it's dependent on the soil temperature more than it, anything. It, it is. Because they will just kind of sit there and not do anything until they get warmer and get some And Sherry, that's really growth. an important point. For those of us who want to get those tomato plants in the ground as quickly as we can, and so April 15th, we've got it on our calendar, we're mm-hmm. going to plant those babies. If the soil is not the right temperature, all those plants are going to do is sit there. But they won't get hurt. They'll sit until the weather improves. Unless there's a freeze. Yeah. So as long as they're only going to sit there until it's warm enough, put them in a shade, in in a garage, or keep them in the house, or better yet, keep them in the store where you're going to buy them. So you can get a perfectly good fresh one when it's time to plant. Mm-hmm. April fifteenth through the twenty-first. No, do not plant that. I mean, that's early. the best time to avoid. Ma- yeah. it, and that's when people. Yeah, I mean, we're all anxious. I want to get my tomatoes in too, but uh, uh, I. That's really a warm weather, isn't it? it yes, it's a hot weather plant. Yeah. Hot, okay. Same okay. with peppers. Yeah, and eggplant. 
they're all the same family, so that makes sense. So I use uh, Mother's Day. Do you? Do that you? would be a date to shoot Mother's Day or later for planting tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I'm learning so much. I have a, a notebook full of notes already from the show today. <laughs> well, we'll drive by your house and see what you've got planted. No, I'm, I'm just taking notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Master Gardeners with us today. Sherry Mosier, Carol Reese, and Linda Stevens. And you, of course. So if you have a question or a comment... Text it to us, 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. There are places where people talk, and then there are places that people talk about. News Radio WGNS is both on air, online, and on the phone. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come and see us for all your garden needs. We have everything you need to help that garden grow. And we also have what you need for landscaping and your lawns. We have black and brown mulch in bulk. Please come see us. And as always, don't forget us for all your gifts, clothing, and pet needs. This is Tina Fox. Your co-op farm and home center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. We'll see periods of showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy skies and temperatures holding steady. Then for tonight, good chance for showers and storms low 45. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 55. Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekdays at 810 on WGNS. We're back again, the final segment of the show, so if you have a comment, text it quickly or it'll be history. And uh, some things we want to touch on before we leave today, Earth Day is almost here. It is. It's the um, the 20th, and it's going to be... 22nd, sorry. Oops, excuse me. Thank I, you. Yeah, I apologize. Thank you. No, no, no. I'm glad you did because I just make this stuff up as I go along, but you all know that. But you were close. <laughs> I had the right month yeah. because you told me what month it was. Okay, it's it'll be from 10 to 2 p.m. And everybody who has an environmental bent will be there. And, of course, Master Gardeners are going to be there. We are going to be talking about Tennessee Smart Yards. What we're going to be... The, t- Tennessee Smart Yards, if you haven't heard of it, Google it because it's really interesting. The whole idea is... You, they want you to have your yard suit that it is serviceable for you, a place for your dog, a place for your kids to play, a place to barbecue. That's a strange combination. Well, what, whatever you want from your yard, you have it. Because we're losing so much habitat for wildlife, we want to encourage you to have places for wildlife. And finally, the third issue is 
your yard should not be harmful to the environment. So Master Gardeners is going to be focusing on uh, plants for pollinators and also habitats and feeders for the critters that might come into your yard. Speaking of pollinators, are the bees back? The and honey, other the, pollinators? The honeybees or the other bees? Well, any of them. We, we were oh, losing a lot of them, weren't we? Well, we're still losing a lot of them. We're still losing a lot of them, but right now the, um, the thrift in the front of my house is just covered with bumblebees every time I walk out there. There's native pollinators, too. What, what are other pollinators that we... Mason bees, bumblebees, carpenter bees, bats... Um, bats, bats hummingbirds, hummingbirds, mosquitoes. You can be a pollinator. I can. Yes, if, if we'll you, give you a Q-tip, and you can go prowling <laughs> through life, just so, so pollinating all their flowers with your Q-tip. What are you doing in my yard? I'm pollinating for you. Yes. Well, well when you brush past a plant, mm-hmm. you'll pick up a little pollen on it. I'm okay. Your, your pant leg, if it's a big plant, you know, and 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 so on. I don't mean to diminish the role of the honeybee. It's still a very no. important role. <laughs> I think you know, a very important factor is we have to protect the bees. And so when you're spraying for insects, you have to really be aware of where on the plant you spray. You don't want to spray on the flowers where they come. And uh, don't spray if the, that plant is in bloom because the, the bees need that. They go there for food, so they will die from that. So. Now, are there certain things we should be planting that would attract pollinators and bring them back to the community? I have as many flowers around my vegetable garden as I do vegetables that attracts the pollinators to that area so they can pollinate the green bean flowers and the tomato flowers. And And we need to all do that, I guess. Yes. If we all did they that, encourage we might you not to have, have flowering plants near your gardens so that they can that we will attract the bees to the area. This time of the year, as we're approaching the farmers market, I always love both of our farmers markets, the one downtown and the one at the Lane Agri Park, because mm-hmm. the master gardeners are there. And at Lane Agri Park, you have some sample gardens for us to look at. Nothing better than walking around in those gardens. Nothing better. Nothing better. And And we are so proud of it. Yeah. And at the uh, farmer's market here on the square, we'll have people on the second and the fourth Saturday of each month. And they'll be talking about different things each session. So you stop and talk to them. The first one is going to be weed identification. Okay. Mm. And that will be what day? Do you remember? Um, the The first time we are going to be there is... No, I don't know the date. Okay. Is that going to be the first farmer's market on the square? Yes. Okay, so weed identification. Yes. Okay, so we'll we'll find out about whenever that first farmer's market is. Mm-hmm. It's in the teens. Of May? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to, okay, teens, but what month? Oh, it's it's May. (laughs) Okay, May. It's not going to open until May. Okay. First farmer's market on square. Yes. Okay. Uh, by then, we'll have already identified all the uh, weeds because they'll be in our yards. Well, I'll, I'm, <laughs> yes. we'll, 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 we'll have samples for you to, to, to look oh, at. Oh, thank to identify. you. Yeah. We're also doing podcasts, um, and the first one has been recorded, and that has to do with uh, compost uh-huh. in order to 
see or to, to listen to the podcast, you go to the library's website, which is rclstn.org. Scroll across until you see events. Go down to uh, Master Gardeners, and the first thing that pops up will be uh, the podcasts. So the one that's been recorded, uh, first there's an introduction that tells you something about um, Master Gardeners. The second one has to do with doing a compost pile. And the next one is going to be gardening with uh, children. Gardening, and you can grow those too. Yeah, plant them them head first. Okay, head first. Uh, We will uh, look forward to all of these events coming up. And I want to say a special thank you to the Master Gardeners, Sherry Mosier, Carol Reese, and Linda Stevens. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, We'll just leave that last sentence alone, and (laughs) we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much.